understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome back to The Stranded Face Podcast. It is your girl, Jessica Hurley, and I'm so excited for today's episode because these are my favorite. I know I say this when I bring you somebody really incredible, but my favorite part is when I get to have candid conversations with like people that I get to love and do life with because I know how amazing they are, I know what they bring to the world, and I get so excited just to share them with you because I think they, what they do, the impact they have on the world, and what they just um, do in my life matters so much. And so I know I'm not the only one. And I know this person. <laughs> we can't stop laughing. <laughs> Shit. I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, I'm the best hype man. The best. I get the best intros. You should, I'm telling you, I could have been your MC. So <laughs> You should, I'm gonna hire you. <laughs> So I'm so excited to bring um, my good friend, somebody I've, I've been doing life with, my, my go-to for a lot of advice, even some of the craziest shit. So I'm so excited to chat today and just have a candid conversation with my girl, Vanessa Charles. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's super awkward. Like, what do I say first? Like, you, you said everything and I don't know what to say now. <laughs> What's up with me? <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. I'm so glad we can have this conversation. I, I feel like you and I have some of the coolest authentic conversations around just, I love the way that, I know we all, we all do women empowerment, right? Yeah. We all do something yeah. to provide a service to women, um, build up their businesses, build up their self-esteem, um, show them what self-love means. And we all do it in a different way. And I've always respected the way that you do it. And I love the way that you talk about um, just how there's room for plenty of us at the top. Thank you. And that matters so much to me. I appreciate that. I think this has been a long time coming. Yes! For us to do this. Like, sit down and do it and get our schedules together. It's hard to coordinate that. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. We, we don't live down the street from each other. It's fine. <laughs> Not like a mile away. <laughs> Chris, call me out. <laughs> no, we're both busy and you usually have you you have three drinks, so you're yeah. busy. <laughs> yeah. Jessica always knocks on me for my drink. You have two right now, so I think we're good. We're matched. We're equal, you have two. We're evenly matched. <laughs> I like to have a lot of drinks. Like, I want always want to order a coffee, but, like, I always want a water. But then, like, what if I don't want coffee because it's hot and I want something flavorful that's also cold? So then I'll so also you need order options. iced tea so that I have options doesn't when this I'm sound working. Like, doesn't this sound like commitment issues to you? <laughs> no, it sounds like abundance. That I can have whatever I want because I want it. <laughs> Literally. You, every time I meet with Vanessa somewhere, she comes in hand, like, you know, you carry stuff in your arm, like, as if you would carry, like, a dog. She carries three drinks, like, in her arm. I like variety in my life. Don't tell your man that. Oh, true. No, I like only one man. I don't like to share that. Oh, my God. I promise we'll get serious. Okay. So, those of you that don't know Vanessa Charles, I could tell you 30 million different, different amazing things about her, but she's a real estate powerhouse here in the Tampa Bay area. She is the founder of Amplify the Event, which we're going to talk a lot about, which is coming up in, what? where are we? What's like, the countdown? Like 40 days, less than that, I think. 40 days, yeah. two-day event, massive event, massive speakers, massive impact. <sighs> it's going to be so good. So good. We're going to talk about that towards the end. And um, an incredible breathwork coach. Like you're just oh, thank you. bringing thank you. the people's shit to the surface and making them... <laughs> Like, stare it in the face and have a conversation and Not decide. Not shit, just your, like, emotional shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they knew what I meant. <laughs> That's going to be my new title, helping you bring your shit to the surface. <laughs> That's legit a bio. I got that. Are you kidding I me? Got that. Anybody would buy into that. <laughs> that's that's an Instagram bio. Helping you bring your shit to the surface. It's perfect. I'm going to run with it. Please. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so first things first. Um, I love your story. I love everything about why you got into this. But tell uh, my audience why you created Amplify the event. What kind of inspired you to mm. do that? So I was kind of in that phase of building my business where I went to just as many events as I could. I was in like the consumption phase where you're like thinking that there's some secret, that somebody has a strategy that like you just got to figure it out and you don't know who has it, but like you're going to go to all these events so that you can find that like the secret and the strategy. So I went to all these events and I found that 
what was happening is you go, you spend a whole day, sometimes two, in this room with all these amazing women and these speakers and they pump you up and you're like, I can do anything and I have all the answers now. And then you leave and you're like, but wait, like I have to go back to normal. How do I keep doing what I'm doing? So, and you did a really good job of this at your event. Thank you. With um, including implementation. So what I wanted to do was create an event where you're consuming, but you're also getting this like massive high level action and implementation strategies. So last year was only one day, but what I realized last year is that it's really hard to bring women together if we're all terrified of each other. Woo! So, Woo! <laughs> say that again. So you put all these women in one room and there's still like this this need to feel like you have to be better than somebody or somebody is being more successful than you or like you don't want to tell them your secrets because they might steal it. And how do we create an event where we can really help people bring their shit to the surface and like <laughs> tagline <laughs> hashtag <laughs> and heal create one event where we're starting off healing your shit and your issues and the trauma and the sisterhood trauma that you're carrying around, which may not even be yours. It may be like generational trauma you're carrying give you a full day full of business strategy, life strategy, money mindset strategy. Like how are we going to implement all of this? And then the second day we take you into a small group workshops, high level coaching with coaches who are going to sit down with you and like a couple other women in a small group and help you implement, talk about your business, get their eyes on your business. Like actually just dive into your stuff instead of just speaking to you on a generic page. Like we're actually going to focus on you. So Alas, this year Amplify is two days, and we're really going to take everybody on this journey. And when you say small, you're talking about small. Like that second day is like twelve to fifteen people in a group, literally yes, intimate, not even, intimate. Like I'm thinking like four or five people. Wow. Like super, super small. We've got ten guest coaches coming. You're one of them. Yep. I can't wait hey, to teach podcasting. <laughs> hey. Like how often do you get to go to an event and like sit down just you and three other women in a room with a Never. high level coach who charges thousands of dollars? And just get them to talk to you about your business. Never. Like that doesn't happen at these big events unless you're paying thousands of dollars. So I wanted to make sure I was bringing the people who I saw making huge impacts in this industry to you and get you in front of them, just you, your business, so that you leave feeling like you got motivated, you got the rah-rah, you healed some stuff, we let go of some shit, we're going to leave it at the door, and then you're leaving with an actual plan to implement. Okay, so many things. So first of all, I want to hone in on what she's doing on this second day and how important this is. Because those of you that have gone to an event, got super mo- motivated, inspired, left like I can take over the world, I want you to really look in the mirror and ask yourself right now, like, did I do all the things in that moment that I thought I was going to do? Yeah. And the difference between that is because you felt like you didn't have that one-on-one, you didn't have that tra- um, implementation, you didn't write down the plan, you weren't able to execute for yeah. whatever reasons, you got stuck on the how... I just invested $1,400 in an event that I went to and they tried to do this concept where like they brought all the key people to a table. The tables Mm. were numbered and you could go to the table and ask questions. And I was like, oh my God, this is worth so much money. And we go in there and there's like so many people Uh, there that all you got to do was really like, you had to lean over the table and uh, listen while other people ask questions and be like, maybe I can get some value out of this. And it was something will land. It was a mess. It was like 40 people trying to ask one person a question at a time and trying to jump over each other. Other. Yeah, and I'm like, man, like, and I paid fourteen hundred dollars for this. Your yeah. tickets are a third of the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're gonna get with these one-on-one coaches that can really help you. Like, yeah. I'm not all bullshit aside, y'all. I could teach you how to start a podcast in a day. Like, I could have a sit down with you and have you come up with an entire plan on how to do podcasting. And there's ten coaches. I yeah, am one of charge, ten. You charge a high dollar amount yep. to do that. So exactly. to get in front of these people all in one room in one day is like. I just know people are going to leave with such massive <coughs> amounts of value and feeling ready to go. And, you know, I just, I don't want, you You know, you go to these events and then you leave and you, like, the first thing you want to do is call your significant other and be like, oh my God, you're not going to believe I learned all the shit and let me tell you about this. Can I say shit? You can we say already shit. said shit We've like five times. Shit <laughs> say shit. It just comes out of my mouth I don't even know. <laughs> no, I'm the worst. So... You leave and you want to tell somebody about it and they're like, oh yeah, that's so cool. Good job, babe. Like, that's awesome. And then you try to tell your best friend, you're like, oh, let me just tell you about this. And they're like, oh, that's great. Like, uh, cool. Like, what are you doing you tomorrow? A good time. Yeah. <laughs> you want to go get coffee later? And you're like, no, I no. want to tell you about how amazing this was. <laughs> and you, you did a great job of keeping that going in your mastermind post-event. Like, I've heard so many women talk about how in your mastermind, they're still like riding that wave. You're mm-hmm. still feeling that vibe. Like, 
And if you're not creating a space like that, then you're always chasing the next event. You're always chasing that next hit, that next adrenaline pump where you feel like you're actually doing something, but you're not. You're just going to the event feeling like a rock star. So how do we create an event that addresses that? We give you high-level, small-group coaching where you can leave with an actual plan. We said we were going to talk about Amplify then. Look what we did. We talked about it at the beginning. We're just doing it backwards. <laughs> just throw everything into the yep. air. And like, see where it lands. See where it lands. It's fine. That's how I podcast. I, don't ask me my method. I don't have one. Uh, no, but I want to... So I want to take a, a switch to this on a personal side. Because there's someone listening to this that might be... Um, really have already discovered or getting very close to a point where they realize they really want to impact women as well. Mm-hmm. But they're already doing something else. They have mm-hmm. a career. Maybe they're in real estate. They are... Um, in technology, you know, whatever industry you've chosen as a, as a quote unquote career. And then they said, but I really want to help women. How did you on a personal side transition from, okay, I'm a real estate agent, but I want to host a women's event. Who am I? Did you go through that whole phase of like, who am I to host an event? How do I get people to, to oh, yeah. believe in this I concept? I like that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> me, yeah. me right now. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm sitting here. <laughs> I don't think you ever get rid of that. And I I think in reality, if I were going to be super honest with you, I created the event that I needed. Oh, say that again. I don't think I've ever really put those pieces together. But this was what I needed when I was first starting. I felt lonely. Like I wasn't fulfilled. Real estate was so good to me financially, but like I didn't feel like I was making an impact and I wanted to make a bigger impact in the world. So my background is actually, I have a degree in women's and gender studies. So for me, speaking to women and wanting to help women has always been like in my heart. Everything I've ever done has had like this underlying tone of helping women. So Mm -hmm. it just kind of like felt the natural next step. And when I was in real estate, I rebranded as an agent that just works with women. So all of my messaging, all of my branding was helping women invest in real estate. And it was scary because everybody told me like you can't alienate half the market. And I was like watch me on the outside. That's what I was thinking. On the inside, I was like, this better work. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. But it worked really well because you're speaking to women and there's, especially if you're on social media, like there's women live on social media. There's a huge market for women on social media and women are responsible for like 80% of real estate purchases and influencing the real estate purchases. So, and consumer purchases are like, I think the number is even more than that are influenced mostly by women. So, If you're selling something or if you're speaking to someone, like, you need to be speaking to women because they're making the decisions. Even if it's not their own money they're spending, they're still influencing consumer purchases. So no matter what industry you're in, you can always, even if you don't want to niche down, is it niche or niche? I don't know. I feel like you can't even say that word without asking. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you said it the wrong way. I, like, alternate. One time I'll say it one way or the other. I know. Me too. I'll just keep alternating. I'm like, wait, no one has, no one has confirmed no for me how to say this. And I've heard it different ways at different events. Okay, we'll just switch it up every time okay. we say it. So you don't have to niche down that much. But like, if this is something in your heart, if you're like, hey, this is part of my story, like whatever is, speaks to you, like maybe you're a survivor of something or whatever you feel like your story is, use your story and speak to those women. Because when you're sharing your story and you're putting it out there, you're giving other women permission to do the same thing. Oh, I love that you said that. (sighs) Yes. I love all of this. Yeah. Yeah. So for women that are, um, speak enough, because I want to talk about this, sharing your message, putting yourself out there. There's a lot of people listening to this that um, are at different places on this journey, right? Mm-hmm. From one to ten, they're all, we're all over the place. You, myself, you and myself included, yeah. right? And we've talked about this a lot where um, we love to watch men in this market, especially mm-hmm. in like the digital yeah. marketing, online marketing um, space, brand online branding, and they just do things differently. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, and they do things differently in corporate America. They do things differently um, across the board. They don't worry themselves with a lot of the things we worry ourselves with and you and i talk about this a lot how women we want to impact each other we want to empower each other we want to inspire each other until it gets to a place of like well wait you're in my way yeah and that we've still got this i have a theory around this but i would love to hear yours is why when we get close to the top we start clawing people down and we've all experienced this, mm-hmm. or maybe we've done it and we know it. I, I think I, I'm positive I've done it, yeah. you know, like just and even subconsciously at times. Oh, see. 
Yeah, but it's like you see someone where you want to be, and you either it either paralyzes. I did it when I met you. No, oh my God. <laughs> I got so scared. <laughs> Do you see me right now? <laughs> no, I think it's a real thing. It's really a real thing. Like, I think, okay, without getting super like women's studies on you, the from the time we've been very young, we've been told we can do anything, but we've never seen like full boards of fortune 500 companies that were all women. The Supreme court has never had nine women. There's only been like a token woman on the Supreme court, regardless of what your politics. Here's are. your representation. Yeah. You get one seat at a table of 10. It's like that one seat that's allocated for a women. We're going to just throw her a bone. Like there's, we still talk about how few women are leading fortune 500 companies. So We've grown up thinking that, yeah, I can do anything, but there's only room for one of us once we get there. So if she gets there first, I'm in trouble because there's not a spot for me. So we kind of live in this scarcity mindset of like, what do I do if she makes it there first? I got to make sure she doesn't make it there first. And in order for that to happen, I can't be friends with her because we can't go together. So it's like when I met you, my, all of my fears inside, I'm like super feminist. Like I love supporting other women and people kept telling me how awesome you were. And I was like, what if she's awesomer than me? What if she's more successful than me? Like, what if I'm intimidated by what she's doing? And even though you have those feelings, like you, I think it's so important for us as women to like recognize that and say like, Hey, like I'm, you posted something the other day about this. Like some, some woman said, maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was just a meme that you posted that somebody said, I, I really can't spend time with you right now because I'm extremely intimidated by your success. Yes. It was a meme. It's really hard for me. And I think as women, instead of just saying that's not happening, like let's address the fact that it is. It is. That it is happening. That so is. We are carrying around so much sisterhood trauma, so much mean girl trauma. And like, we have to heal that. Like we have to, we've worked so hard to heal our relationships with men. Like now we have to start healing our relationships with other women. Oh my God. You're hitting a nail on the head right now. So first of all, I want to honor you for even opening up about that because now you just set somebody else free and I can absolutely honor that. There's plenty of people that I've kept at a distance or at bay Mm -hmm. because I'm like, and and if you look at yourself, like being the middleman, you put one arm up and one arm down. There's people above me that I'm super scared. I have a mentor right now that would call me at the drop of a dime, but I'm scared to get on the phone with her just, just yeah. because yeah. she's so intimidating to me. And then when you look down, I've got friends that have straight up told me like, I cannot hang with you right now. Cause we both talked about these dreams and you're yeah. living them and I'm not, or you just lose the friend all of a sudden everything's great. And then all of a sudden they don't want to be your friend anymore. And you're like, what happened? And you never address the fact that it just got intimidating that we as women have not been told that we can both go there together. Like there's room at the top for all of us. We just have to take it. And if you're not getting the room at the table, we have to make our own table and start creating spaces for ourselves where we can all come together. Well, and I think too that like, it's less about, it's not just about being intimidated of what the other woman is doing and if she's more successful than you, but like we put other women on a pedestal. So like every real female relationship I've had for the longest time, I was like, oh, she's so awesome. She's so cool. We're going to be best friends. Like we're going to do all these things together. We're going to braid each other's hair. Like it's going to be so fun. <laughs> and then, but I get that in my head before I even get into the friendship. It's like a relationship, right? Like if you went into dating somebody like that, they would be like, this shit is crazy. Like, right. You're fucking nuts. Like, you need to like <laughs> drop Slow down a little right. bit. Yeah. So we go into these female friendships and we think like, oh, she's going to be my BFF. We're going to do so many things. And then we get let down because we've put them on such a high pedestal that like we forget that we're also both real people and we both have our faults and we're both going to be intimidated. And like just to accept another woman as they are, like as her faults are, as her successes are, is like that is like a true relationship. That is the beauty of building friendship and like a platonic friendship with another woman. Like that's... Like, that should be the goal. I have... Oh, my God. I love this. Okay. So, two things. And I say that so that I won't forget. One... We <laughs> need a notebook. I <laughs> know. I just need to take down notes while I'm talking. So, no. Number one, I love this because what you talked about, um, real friendships, loving um, loving people for their wins, like, in everything, mm, yeah. and everything, and not from a jealous place. Yeah. And I've learned that. You learn it on both sides, especially when you're building a business or you're an entrepreneur. You're just just on a journey of self-awareness. Like, you will have those friends, like we just talked about, that struggle being your friend or you just lose friends. And you have a hard time loving people that are doing better than you. Yeah. Because you can't tell if there's the authenticity there or if you... 
you want to keep yourself from being jealous or yeah. or whatever it is, like you just said. And this year, I feel like I found a group of friends, one of them being you, that I fucking, I love watching you be successful just as much as I love myself being successful. Thanks. Like, I'm like, yes, yeah. what do you need? What are we doing? Yeah. How do we get there? How do we support one another? And I love that you talked about expectations because I think there's so many types of women listening to this podcast right now. And you said, like, best friends braid each other's hair. Like, it reminds you of a sleepover when you were a kid. Like, when your friend was on the way over and how hype you were yeah. when you were, like, 10 years old. Yeah. You're like, I'm about can to have play? the... Can you play? I'm about to have the time of my life tonight. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to play on the phone. I don't know what they do now. TikTok you're videos. Yes. TikTok videos. Oh, my God. We're so old. We're so old. Help. There's no videos, no cell phones in. Um, but for me, I, some and some of you may relate to that very well. But for me, I think from... Oh, my God. From early high school, I have been the opposite. I actually have no expectations for friendships. I completely mm. wiped that clean. And now that you talked about this, I clear as day know why. And I, Chris and I actually talk about this all the time. And he'll be like, you need to let that shit go. Release your shit. Yeah. <laughs> release, <laughs> release it to the surface. No, but I want to bring it up because it's, it's only happened twice. So, But in my mind, the story I tell myself is this happens with every friendship yeah. that I have. That I, this happened twice, that I will have a really good friend and then I'll have... I, this is what I tend to do. I don't know about you, but I'll end up having all these friends that literally have nothing in common. Oh, like same. Friends yeah. that are not friends with other people. Yeah. So I just have like this wide range of friends. And then I'll end up talking about one person to the other person. And they're kind of, they might be snooty about it. They're yeah. like, oh, why she's so great or whatever. And then I introduce them. And because this has happened twice, I think in my mind it's happened every single time. They go become friends without me. Oh. They don't need me. And then you feel left out. I feel left out. You feel left out. And so I stopped at that point. It happened to me once in high school and it happened once to me as an adult. And they literally like could not stand the thought of each other. And then I introduced them and they literally like, like boop and left me out of the picture. Well, I think it's a testament to your growth that you have introduced me to your circle of friends and now we're all <laughs> friends. I did. We ordered french fries at 11 p.m. the other night <laughs> at a club. You're right. And didn't dance for a second because we couldn't and shut up. And neither of us have deserted you. So... <laughs> No, I think, I really seriously think that's a real thing. And we, you find a lot of times women in groups of three. And then it always Ooh. becomes like this two-on-one. Two of us want this, the other one doesn't want this. And then, especially like adolescent girls. And one girl always becomes the odd girl out. I mean, yes. Mean Girls is a great example of it. And yes. there are Mean Girls in real life. And if you want to be the Regina George of life, then you need to figure stuff out of what's what's actually in there that's pre- preventing you from building these relationships with other women. And a lot of times, it's not that you're just an asshole. It's that you're t- afraid of being left out. Mm. You don't want to be left out. You don't want them to leave you, and then you don't get to be part of the cool group. And that is, like, part of this, like, scarcity mindset that there's only only two of them can be friends with each other. If they're, if they're friends with each other, there's no room for me. Does that make sense? I'm no, saying, it, is it coming out of my mouth the way it's hearing in my head? No, it, it really does. I'm just like, man, do we intentionally do that? Do we intentionally get in groups of threes? Because my mom told me that mm-hmm. when I was a kid. I had a group. I had another group of friends. Man, this is, this is actually a third story. So I lied. There's more than there's more than two. There's a there's uncovering. A, yeah, there's a. I'm literally uncovering it as we're having this conversation. Let's roll it. There's a third story where I had a group of friends and. Um, they just kind of turned on me because of a guy I was dating. And then one of them decided she wanted to date oh, him after. Guy. Yeah, she decided she wanted to date him afterwards. And so in order for that to happen without her being a piece of shit, she had to unfriend me. So mm-hmm. basically she just started talking crap. They started talking crap. And then all of a sudden they decided, well, we're not your friend anymore. Basically, so this girl can go date yeah. this guy you used to date. And it's like... Because we make our friends choose. Ooh. We make our friends choose. We don't like it that you can be friends with her and me. That drives me up a wall as an yeah. adult now. Yeah. How, how, how do you have the audacity to tell me that like, as a 30 year old that I, because I am your friend, I cannot be friends with anyone else you don't because like. Because we're scared. That's what I was going to say. Okay. So, okay. Thank you. So, but mind. does that make you right? Or does that make me right? Um, what do you mean by that? Not that either one of us has to be right, but okay. Right. So say for example, um, let's give this character a name, Jane. Okay. So you and Jane were best friends. Something has happened. You guys have fallen out and you're like, I do not mess with her anymore. Cannot talk to her. I don't even want to see her again. And, but I have met Jane through you at some point. Right. So now I don't want to end friend Jane because you guys, like she didn't do that to me. She did it to right. you. It's kind of wrong, but I see both sides. Right. I still want to communicate with Jane. Maybe we're not besties, but I still want to keep a relationship with her. You are completely mortified by that. You don't like the idea of it. It makes you feel like, it ideally makes you feel like I'm not a true friend. 
Because you're like, if you're my friend, you do not need to be friends with her anymore. Right. Where does this expectation come from? And is it right that now I need to cut her off? So I think it's like threefold. First of all, I think knowing like what happened that caused that cutoff. Is it like this petty girl shit that we've been holding on to? That's just like a reflection of the three times it happened to you in your past. And now you're like, this is happening again. Jessica. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or did something actually happen that was wrong? That was like horrible and bad that we need to talk about and work it out. Because a lot of times I think what we do is we don't want to approach the situation with another woman. So we just unfriend. It's so fucking easy now to just click that button and never have to deal with it ever again. We just throw it in the garbage and we think we've moved on. And then eventually you're going to see her at another event and it's going to be weird and your heart's going to start pounding and you're going to be like, I can't talk to her. Can't talk to her. Like, I don't like her. We had a falling out. And then you're going to tell everybody about what happened and you're going to try to get everybody on your side because that's like, we need everybody to be on our side so that we are right. And like, it's less about being right, more about dealing with the issue, like what actually happened. And then I think we also have to recognize the fact that like, you are allowed to have relationships even if I don't want you to have that relationship. And unless it's hurting me and like doing something horrible to me in the long run, like if you're talking shit about me when you're with her, right? there's something wrong with that. And I think the really the underlying story is that, I guess that was twofold, not threefold, but... <laughs> I wasn't counting. This was good. Keep going. <laughs> I think really the underlying matter there is that like we're scared. I'm scared that you're going to leave me and not be friends with her. I'm scared that she's going to convince you not to like me and that I'm going to be alone. Why are we just so, like, not, I don't know the word's vulnerable, but so sensitive to rejection? Well, I think it goes back so far to, like, way past Facebook and Instagram. I mean, we've created these communities. Look what happened with MySpace in, like, top eight, right? Uh, we have eight top friends. And, like, people they were hurt, intentionally hurt. created that shit. Yeah, and if you got moved off somebody's top eight, you were like, what did I do? What happened? She doesn't like me anymore. But, like, even before that, as women... There used to be this concept of like the women's space, right? Where like we didn't go to work, we cleaned the house, you met with your friends for tea and book club, and like you got, you talked. Like we talk, talk. Like as women, we are talkers. And that's not to say that all women are like that, but generally, generationally, we've carried this on with us to where you need to be part of the group. Like if you're not part of the group, because we don't have, didn't have an outside outlet like work or the gym, like you either had your group of women or you didn't have anybody. Mm. So I think that's just this like thing that's been passed down over time from like our great, great, great grandparents where like, I mean, as women back in the day, like you couldn't own land, you couldn't have a credit card, you couldn't drive. Like, so you either had your group of women that you could communicate with because your husband was working and doing man things. Or you had nothing. So I think that just gets passed down over and over and over. And then with social media, we've created this even bigger sphere where now it's like amplified. Amplified. (laughs) (laughs) Where now it's like either I'm in your top eight or I'm not. Like either you're commenting on my pictures or you're not. Like are we friends? Are you following her? Who are we blocking? Can we unfriend you? Like we've just created such a space where like there's not room for all of us to be good together. And I think it's time that we change that. And it literally 10x is when you talk about like what you, you now have identified what you want and you see another woman walking the path ahead of you. It is not motivation for minutes motivation. Like he's got a nice car. Oh, I'm motivated. I'm going to get that nice car. I'm going to get that nice car. Like, but for us, we're like, uh-uh. Fuck you, that bitch. You, you need to get back. Nice car? Yeah. Yeah, bitch, get back. She doesn't deserve that. No. She didn't earn it. Her boyfriend bought that for I don't her. see her doing half the things <laughs> yeah. that I'm doing. Exactly. She's not doing what I'm doing. Her man bought yes. that. Exactly. I think, okay. And we unjustify it. We say, oh, yes. she's not. She should not. Mm-mm. Yeah, and we, that internalized, internalized misogyny is real, that we, like, do not want other women to do good, is, like, that is an internalized sexist thing that we've taken on. But I think uh, the very first step is getting real about what's happening. So, uh, if we have time for a story, can I tell mm-hmm. you a story? Tell it. So, I went to this training recently, and there was this girl there, and on day one, she was so nice to me. And I was like, I don't know this girl being so nice to me. And it was, like, 60 women, and I was feeling, like, way... Like, I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't know if I'm going to like any of these women. And this chick was so nice to me that I was like, I need to move seats. Like, not sit next to this girl, because she is being way too nice to me. And then on the second day, she... Um, she wore this outfit and she wasn't like super skinny. She had like a, a body kind of like I do, like, you know, not stick thin. And it was like a crop top. And I was like, I can't believe she's wearing that outfit. Like I would never wear that. I would feel so uncomfortable if I was in that outfit. And I'm like catching myself, like talking shit about this girl in my head. And then the third day, somebody said something to her about how well she like moved her energy and she was doing all these good things with her energy and her breath. And I was in my head 
first I was thinking like, okay, forget her. Like she's just so perfect at everything. And then I had this like fleeting moment of like, I wish I had that kind of control over my energy. And I went, oh my God, I am so triggered by her because she's everything that I want to be. She was nice to me off the bat. Look, I'm getting goosebumps without knowing anything about me. She wore an outfit that I was like, would feel so uncomfortable in. And she was fucking rocking it and didn't even care. Like I'm getting the biggest. Oh my gosh. And (laughs) I can see him from here. And then she had this control over her energy that I was like, wow, that's the place I want to get to. And I was going to make you cry. So I talked to her the next day and I was like, I need to tell you that like, I've been so standoffish to you because I'm so triggered by the fact that you're everything that like, I really want to be. And I wanted to thank you for like being, not being a bitch to me and just giving me like the safe space to recognize that and just showing up as you and who you are because now I feel like I can do the same thing. And now we're like super tight. (laughs) What? Okay. And I think that's the first step is like recognizing where, the, where's that thought coming from? Am I triggered because I actually don't like her or am I triggered because I'm seeing something in her that I wish I could be? I've never told that story before. No, I appreciate that so, so, so much. Oh my God. Okay. Because one, I had someone tell me that this week to my face. They actually said it right after my event. They were like, I owe you an apology. Like mm-hmm. at the end of my event, I was like, whoa. And basically told me they felt extremely triggered by where yeah. I was at because they felt like that should, they yeah. should not be in my place, but they should be where I'm at at this yeah. point. <clears throat> and I know for sure I felt like that before. And then when you think about it in like very layman's terms, black and white, it's like, what what do you not like the girl for? You don't mm-hmm. even know her. Like yeah. And like you said, she was being extremely nice to you. I was like, why is she being so nice to me? What does she want? Right. Like, what does she want from me? Is she going to try to sell me yeah. something? Like, yeah. what is... <laughs> and then when you realize, like, these... It's almost... This, it's the ego. It's this, like, mm-hmm. protective mechanism that we come out and we're yeah. like... We're like, let me protect myself. Look, let me let me verify that this girl ain't shit so that I can make myself feel better immediately. Yeah. A lot of people do this out loud and a lot of people do it in suffering silence. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I think, too, that, like... There's a component to this of, like, men don't do that. Men meet somebody else and they're like, oh, they're doing exactly what I want to do. I need to get in your world. I need to be in your world because you're doing what I want to do. How can I be part of this? Or my my buddy over here does that. Let me go introduce you so you guys can get connected because you're great. Yes, and we get stuck in this, like, comparisonitis where we're like, well, she's already doing it, so obviously she's doing it better than me, and I'm never going to be able to be as good as her. And, like... It's just breaking down those walls. And I think when I when I told that to this girl, it, like, opened up a line for us to be, like, okay, we can vibe off of each other now. Like, you're everything. Like, how did you get there? How did you get to this point where you're so confident in your body? And it's – I think it's the difference between that masculine and that feminine energy. But I really do believe that, like, part of what was triggering me is that, like, other women like that had been so shitty to me in the past. And so these things keep you safe – so you'll probably never get rid of them. There will always be moments in my head where I'm like, who oh, the fuck is this girl? <laughs> Why is she being so nice to me? But I think the answer is to make friends with that. Like acknowledge that you're feeling that way. Okay, I'm feeling triggered by this girl because she's doing everything that I want to do and I'm feeling a little insecure about it. Acknowledge it. Sit with it. What does it feel like? And then can you let it go? Oh, man. Somebody, <laughs> Vanessa just set somebody free today. I hope y'all are listening to this because this is so real. <laughs> This is so real to see so many women like not coming together. Like, you know, you see those memes all the time. People like women come together. They could change the world. We can't come together because we're terrified of each other. Oh, man. We have to heal those wounds first and those platonic relationships. But I want to underline this word terrified for a second, (laughs) because like when you think about Anyone in your life, when you think about your sister-in-law, your past friends, your high school friends you're not friends with, your going out friends you're not friends with anymore, your female friends at work that you you have a hard time with, your anyone around you right now or before past current relationships, you would never use the word terrified. Right. You'd be like, she's hating on me. She doesn't like me. I don't know she why jealous. she doesn't like me. She's jealous. I don't like her. Like she just thinks she's she thinks she's a shit. Yeah. Like we mm-hmm. use all these. T- but at the bottom base of every single one of those is I'm terrified. Yeah, I'm terrified. I'm terrified because that person acts like they don't like me. Or that I don't I'll like never her be because there. I'll never be there. So therefore, I have to I have to push her away. I have to make her feel like she's not as yeah. great as she is because that's how I'm going to protect myself. It all comes from a place of I'm freaking terrified as a woman and i personally think that is all from like we've been competing for men our whole life 
Like the level of competition. That too. That too. And it's not even just like competing for men now because of Instagram. It's like this is generational shit that we're carrying around where competing for men meant you either had a home and a family and someone to provide for you or you were a spinster. Like you were like pretty much like exiled from society because you just couldn't find a man. So like it's less about like, oh, I want this man because it's like Instagram and get married. Like women didn't have that then. It was so like survival mode to compete mm-hmm. for a man that like it's just been passed down. For it's still so survival long. mode. Yeah. It's still at the core of everything we are. Yeah. What do you do? You talk to women that are held back from businesses and becoming millionaires and all yeah. these all these things that they want and dream of and putting their message out there and literally the 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 barrier to success for them is getting married and having children. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're the opposite, and that one seat of, of 10 men at the table is you had to be a complete bitch, and you had to be willing to not get married and not have children to yeah. have that seat. Yeah, exactly. So you, it's like you can't win. It's an impossible standard mm. to fix. And unless we come together and, like, heal this shit. Um, I was at an event, Jenna's event, mm-hmm. and one of the girls speaking was talking about how, like, you're, you're, you as an mm-hmm. egg, because you're born with as many eggs as you will ever have, right, in your ovaries, those kinds of eggs. <laughs> just to be clear. And then, so you were developing in your mother when your mother was in your grandmother. So you are not just carrying your own wounds and issues, but you're carrying your mother's and your grandmother's. So like looking back at what the relationship was like that your grandma had with other women and looking at the relationship that your mom has with other women, like what, how much of that have you carried on yourself? Oh my gosh. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. So one, I've never heard that. Two, which I think is so critical because the, as a as a 30-year-old woman, the more conversation I have with my mom, it continues to blow me away. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. And, and you see the similarities and stuff. But um, I've talked about this before. I don't have a group. I have a much better relationship with my father now, but I did mm-hmm. not. And one of the turning moments for me was the beginning of it was when my therapist said he's never going to change. Um, and you just have to make a decision on whether or not you want to have a relationship with him before he's gone yeah. or you want to hold him accountable for everything yeah. because he's not going to change. Yeah. So either you think. can spend the rest of his life with him Except or spend the rest he of is, Yep. Or don't have a relationship. And then one, but one of the, and I did do that. I said, okay, I'll, I'll forgive him. I want to have the relationship with him. But one of the turning points for the way that I saw him was having a conversation with my uncle about my father's past. Mm. and it gave me so much room to give him grace yeah like it literally it didn't wipe the slate clean it you know our relationship will be changed forever but it i just looked at him with like wow the you're carrying so much trauma you're carrying so much shit like not complete justification but no wonder you have a hard time treating me this way or no wonder you have such a hard time having a relationship with me this way because now that I know all the trauma that you've carried and how your mother treated you and how she was treated oh my god I I can give you some grace for that you know yeah I think to be able to see someone else's hurt is such a gift Mm. it's such a gift and not to say that it's an excuse or that you can use it to like validate things but like when you can react to somebody and not saying, like, oh, you're just acting like that because you're hurt. But, like, you you can say, like, I get it. I get why this person is acting. I get that she has having a hard time being my friend right now because I've made some major moves lately. And that's scary. Or to say, I get why I'm having a hard time being her friends. Like, just to be able to see someone else's hurt is, like, that's such a gift. And we don't tend to see it as a gift. We tend to see it as, like, something to hold against them. But it's a gift. It really is. I love that you said this, though, because it's a sur- it, that's just the surface. It's just mm-hmm. a surface-level bullshit. Like, when someone is hating on you, when there's this level of jealousy, when there's these high expectations that you can't meet, it's just you, if you take yeah. peel back those layers and you come to the place of, like, I'm terrified, I'm scared of you, I yeah. think you're going to leave me yeah. because you're doing so great. What are you going to need me for? Yeah. You know? You're and I find other friends. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Are you guys listening to this? Like this is <laughs> this is incredible. Like Vanessa woke me up today. I'm like, man, I got some friendship issues. <laughs> we all do. Like you're not alone. Like even I do. I studied this shit for four years, and like I still have those moments. The issue that happened with that girl, where I was like so triggered, it was like three months ago. Mm. Like it still happens. It will never go away. And I think that 
you know, just acknowledging it, like recognizing it, just allowing yourself to feel it. Like we don't ever, we just shove it to the side and unfriend so we don't have to deal with it. Like feel into it. Like what's going on in your body? Like where is this coming up for you? And like, can you let it go? Can you make friends with it? Can you sit with it and still be okay with this person? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa. Oh my gosh. This was so good. Oh, I do want to ask you one question before we um, close out because this was such a good interview. I feel like trigger triggered is like a happy, a hot topic mm, right yeah. now. And I was just having this conversation with somebody that, that when you talk about um, ending or removing or moving on from the relationships, men or women, friendships, friendships or relationships, that it's often said, you know, first you forgive, then you'll eventually forget, right? Right. And I feel like there's a missing component that no one talks about. I feel like it's you have to forgive. At some point, maybe you'll forget, maybe you won't forget, but then there's also triggers left behind. Yeah. And it, I'm hearing this with <coughs> friendships as well, because all of our behavior, behaviors, our behaviors <laughs> are based on triggers. Yeah. You know, like I have... Everything we do is. Yeah. How... Is there a time or a place or a way to heal triggers, um, to begin letting go of them, or to not... Like I look at it going into a relationship, like you have to go into a relationship 100%, almost... It's impossible to let go of the triggers, but to kind of say, like, I will not hold you accountable for past relationships. I'll give you 100% without holding you accountable for the things that happened to me in the past. How do we do that in friendships? So I, honest to God, and without getting into, like, romantic relationships, it's communication. Mm. So The way you communicate with that girl. For example, yeah. My fiancé, Randy, went on an event this weekend, and his booking agent told him he was going to be staying in a house with these women who are performers. And I was like old me would have been like, no fucking way. Like, you're not going to that. I'm going with you. Like, and I would have canceled all my plans I had that weekend to go and make sure nothing happened. And the new me was like, okay, I'm feeling triggered. Like, I'm very uncomfortable with this. This is not sitting well with me. I don't want to tell you not to go, but I need you to know that this is Mm -hmm. hard for me. And instead of just like bottling it up and then reacting at other things, like just exploding to be able to say like, hey, this is, I'm having a hard time with this. Or the other day when you and I were at coffee and I was like complaining about shit and you were like, girl, I did not come here to complain. I have work to do. (laughs) I was like, okay, all right, all right. And like, honestly, I didn't even think anything of it because I was like, that's, she didn't want to listen to me bitch right now. And that's okay. And then you called me like a week later and you were like, so I need to apologize because what I said has really bothered me. And I was like, what are you talking about? (laughs) You're like, I felt so bad. And I'm like, I didn't even take it that way because... The old me would have been like, oh my God, she I made her mad. Like, she didn't want to hear what I had to say. Like, she didn't care about my feelings. Like, right. But the new me was like, okay, this is a communication that we're having. So being able to say, hey, um, you're doing really well right now. And I feel like I'm not making any fucking money. And I'm feeling like I can't keep up with you. Mm. And I want to be your friend. This is so hard for me. Can we talk about it? Wow. And I think, can you imagine like saying that to someone instead of being like, oh, she's getting to be so cocky. Like, I can't be friends with her anymore. Right. I just, I've just gotten to the point this year where I'm like really enjoying these super honest and open conversations with the women that I've like choose to allow in my circle. And then it's just saying like, we talk about everything, Mm -hmm. open communication about everything. Like, you know, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I need help with. Here's, and I love being in friendships where it's like, you are telling me about something and then we can immediately our responses to one another is like, how can I help you? Yeah. Where are you struggling? What do you need? Yeah. What do you need from me? Yeah. Like when was the last time some uh, woman asked you and not just like, oh, I'm here for you. But like, when was the last time your female friend said, what do you need? Yep. What do you need from me? Like we put so much stock in romantic relationships, but we forget about like the support of like that girl tribe and that how important those platonic friendships are with other women and that sisterhood. And like, just to say, like, hey, what do you need? Like, can, can I hold space for you right now? Like, look, I'm getting goosebumps again. Mm. Like, <laughs> like, when was the last time that happened? Like, that should be your goal today. Like, ask your female friend, like, what do you need? Can, what do, can I hold space for you today? Like, where can I just support you today? Like, that would feel so good. So good. Right? Yes. Like, and it makes me feel like I, I was telling everyone, I was telling my very close friends this, that like, when you and Ingrid showed up at my event, I asked you to be speakers and mm-hmm. you both delivered killer, killer speeches. <sighs> like you. Vanessa did breath work, Ingrid did a great speech. And, <clears throat> but I honestly, my expectation, again, no expectations in my mind, I was like, they're going to come do their thing. They did it for free. I appreciate them so much. And then they're going to bounce. And you both stayed. And I didn't of ask course. you to stay. 
I never, I would have like never dreamed of not saying. Like this was your big moment. Like you've been planning for this since I met you pretty much. And now you brought it to life. Like, of course I was going to stay and support you and, you know, watch you be in your magic. And my ego like, said, that's... my ego said, no, they're just, they're just, don't, don't give them that. <laughs> She's a spy. <laughs> But, but but my ego protected me and said like don't just don't give them expectations like they're busy people they like you enough to come speak at your event but they're not they're not here you know they don't want to they don't have time to be here for you yeah and like the sad part is like you really wanted us to stay like realistically yeah. in your head you were saying they're not gonna going to but you really wanted us to and what if you would have said hey I know you're speaking for free but like I would love it if you stayed so hard like I would love so it hard if you stayed and supported me like that would mean so much to me. Wow. Like that, that's, it's hard, especially as women, it's hard for us to ask for what we want because we're always doing for other people. So like, even if you could just say, I got, I keep getting goosebumps. Cause this is up. good. This is that good. <laughs> Somebody else is going to get goosebumps. Listen to this. Just wait. Like, what if you just said that? Like, Hey, I really, I would love it if you stayed. But listen, listen to how clear. Cause there's a, then there's a chance that I could say no. Yes. But listen to how clear that makes the expectations. Yeah. Cause we leave so much room for uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And so now if I say, I would just love it if you stayed and you said no, like that doesn't necessarily mean no friendship on the other side, but it makes it very clear what your, yeah. what your return on this friendship yeah. is going to be. And then if you stay, it's like, wow, I can now lean into this person because yeah. this person wants to give to me as much as I yeah. want to give to them. And maybe there were people that wouldn't have stayed just because they just thought it, you did they didn't buy a ticket maybe they just weren't there like maybe it wasn't they didn't think you would want them to stay like it's your show maybe you didn't want them there talking to other people like so then if you just say like hey I would really love it if you stayed if I wasn't going to say because I had something else to do I was wouldn't stay anyways even if you asked but if I was thinking that way then I would have been like yeah I would love to stay like fuck yeah I'd love to be there for you but we don't do that we don't ask people for what we want we just hope that they show up the way we want them to and we prepare ourselves for them not to and then and then i at the end of uh innovative incomes literally vanessa and ingrid stayed the entire time like all the way up until like the very and end. I missed the last like five minutes. I was so mad. Yeah, you were like, I have to leave. I'm so sorry. I was like, I didn't expect you to stay this long. Get get out of here. Um, stayed the whole day. And then at the end, we pitched um, an opportunity for the women there to join a continue continuation mm-hmm. group for three months. We've got 20-something awesome, badass women in this mastermind group uh, that we're working with every week now. And we talk about the mastermind and you, without me asking, get up and you're like, give me the mic. And you stand up and you're like, if y'all don't run to the back of the room and sign up for this opportunity, you are missing out. And here's why. And you basically explained, you know, what, what I could do for them, what my business partner, Megan could do for them. And it was like, in that moment, I was like, man, there's so many women out there, including myself prior to this, that think you do what I do. We do the Mm -hmm. same thing. Why in goodness name would you support me? Because if I were sitting in your shoes, I'd be wondering like, man, uh, man, is she stealing potential clients from me? Like, could these women have bought my program? Mm -hmm. Are they people that could have come to my event? Like, we just get into this immediate competition mode. And the fact that you stood up and did that, I was like, wow. And I know this. It's not that I don't know this, but it's almost like we have to constantly train our brains to know that like, we can, and it goes back to the beginning, we can share this space. We can, there's abundance. We can have Both of us can be in this room and carry the same weight and know that some people are going to love me. Some people are going to love you. They're going to need your expertise. They're going to need my expertise. And you pointing the finger at me and saying, she's dope. Use her does not take away from you, your skills or your abilities. It it is not you pushing success away. No. I mean, you you can't. You know what's weird about that? As soon as I said what I said, I was like, shit, should I have said that? Like, is that, is that okay? I hope I didn't, like, make her mad that I was, like, trying to, like, help like, no. say how awesome she was. Like, I instantly went into my shell of, like, was that too much? Like, am I being too, like, am I being too, like, Jessica Stan right now? Like, <laughs> am I praising her too much? <laughs> because that's what we do, right? We're, like, always questioning ourselves. And I think it, it just came out naturally. Like, I was watching you talk about it and only a couple women had signed up and I'm like, what are you doing? Like the power of what you have and what you're offering in this group is like, if you don't sign up, you're crazy. Like get in front of Jessica. Like just being friends with you is how I've like done things that I didn't even know I could do just from being in your inner circle. And I think that when we think of it from a competition, if I would have said like, Jess is my competition, like I can't be that close with her. I would have missed out on so much magic and so much like beauty and like so much growth 
from a friendship, even just like healing you, me being friends with you has helped me, whether you know it or not, heal so much of my mean girl trauma and push me to do things I didn't know. And I think if we just write other women off automatically because we're holding them responsible for things other women have done to us, we're missing out on that. You have no idea what you're missing out on. Yeah. No idea. Oh my God. We all went to dinner the other night and it was like, it was like a drug. <laughs> we all went out. And then we all got sick. <laughs> we all got really, really sick afterwards. Every single one of us got the flu. But we went out to dinner. We talked for like five hours. Yeah. And we were like, oh, well, we could do this every Friday yeah. night. Like, yeah. let's, let's always do this. And then we had to tell the rest of it. And then we tried to be cool. And we were like, let's go to a bar and like dance. And then we got to the bar and we all sat down at a table. And we were like, does anyone want anything to drink? We are like, I'll take a water. I'll take a water. And we were like, why are we here? Like, let's just go sit somewhere quiet and talk. <laughs> We literally like, we're going to go dance and do all these things. And no, yeah. no, but it, somebody said this that was in the group and I thought this was so interesting and this is a little deep and a little off topic, but we walked in off this high energy. We had had this three hour conversation at dinner and we like kind of like tried to force it. Like we walked in, tried to dance a little bit yeah. uh, and there was an outside portion. And I said, why do I want to go outside and just continue talking to you guys? And someone in the group said, because we're in a space where there's, um, a lot of lost souls mm -hmm. and we're just having this electric energetic conversation mm -hmm. and this takes away from it. Yes. And I was like, yes. whoa. Yes. You know, and this is yes. not calling and saying that every calling out and saying that everyone in a club is a lost soul, but it just, but it had gotten late. People were already getting kind of drunk. It was like to that point. And that's not to say that we never go to the club, right? but like the vibe of the group that we had had that night was so like, we were in our sisterhood that night. Yes. Like we were living and embodying the sisterhood that night. So then to go put it into an environment where it was like real heated and crazy and other Toxic people were not and... in control of their energy changed the vibe. Oh, we were there like for like what, five minutes? And then we were like, mm, let's go outside. Yeah, we're done. Let's go outside. <laughs> exactly. Because it was like the highest high I've ever had. Yeah. And it, it made me realize that night that like when you finally do the work, and I'm not saying that you are, any of us are completely whole, mm -hmm. but when you do the soul work, when you're willing to acknowledge and be more self-aware and say, okay, me doing this is actually me. Like you're, yeah. you've acknowledged multiple times in this interview how like you've, done the thing and then you've gone oops this is me yeah this is definitely yeah. me. i take responsibility for this oops yeah you know and then like the self-awareness the self-love and then we can celebrate each other cheer each other on and love each other in a way that like yeah we're all kind of doing the same thing but we're all doing it in a very different way yeah and we can each be each other's cheerleader you put that type of support in a circle i'm like i don't want anything else yeah like not that i don't want any more friends but like yeah. i don't i don't no, need no anything else <laughs> <laughs> i'm not back on my mean girl shit i swear <laughs> You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm like, man, I don't need anything else. I yeah. don't need an, I don't, don't buy me nothing. Don't do nothing. Like I have found an electric group of friends that just, yeah. we get it. We all get it. And it is so powerful. And imagine if we all were still sitting in places where like, well, this person's doing better than me. She's speaking on bigger stages. Like, oh, this person yep. gets more people in her mastermind than I ever do. Oh, yep. you know, she can she can get X amount of podcast downloads or she brings in X amount of dollars. Like, Yes, yes. And I, I think that this really, the more we're talking about this, touches on this topic too of like, as something that we do to women as a society is we tell them to be one thing, but not too much of that thing. So Oof. like we're cheering on our friends, right? Being like, you can do a girl, go get those speaking gigs. But then once she starts getting like the big speaking gigs, we're like, mm, that's too much. Like that's too much for me. Like I didn't mean for you to go that big. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we tell Like not women, on an intimidation level, relax. Yeah, yeah, like use your voice, but don't be too loud. Like do, book the big gigs, but not like don't get too cocky and start charging too much money. So like mm. that comes back to like this part of the friendship too, where like we, we, act like we want to support our female friends and then they get what they're trying to get and then we're like mm, that's too far that's too far that's too much like bring it back a little girl because that keeps me safe it keeps me safe if you're not playing out of your comfort zone and i think everybody who knows me knows i'm like the biggest abby wambach fan but in her book she talks about this concept that when you're um on a sports team and you're on the bench you have a different role than you do when you're on the field. So when you're on the field and at any time in a female friendship, someone's on the bench, someone's on the field, maybe you're on the field together, maybe you're on the bench together, but your relationship is ever evolving with work. 
And if you go out, if your friend goes out and she scores a goal, you can either like pout about it and get mad and jealous and angry, or you can turn your light up too. And you can go out and score a bigger goal and another goal. And then if she gets, she can either get jealous or she can turn her light up. And if we're both, I keep getting goosebumps. If we're both constantly like turning our light up, like we will shine so fucking bright. But if only one of us is turning our light up and the other one's like, "Mm, her light's getting too bright, we're going to suffer. We're going to suffer. And there's always going to be this divide amongst women. Imagine the power. Imagine the power. Like, that's why I love when we all sit in a room together because it's like, have you, where Unstoppable. You, literally, we, we literally sit at a table. It's like, what are you struggling with? Okay, this, this, and this. Okay, here's what I, yeah. I know someone that's done this. I know, some, who can I call? Can you call someone? I'll call someone. Yeah. Let's talk about this tomorrow. Let's do this. Let's do that. Like, yeah. we literally start putting piece, piece of puzzle pieces, not pieces, puzzles, puzzle pieces together. And we're like, how can we make magic for each one of us? Yeah. And like, can we also talk about not taking from friends? Like, and that doesn't mean you can't like hook your friends up with stuff but like if your friend is doing something you support that person like I, I've hired Ingrid I've paid Ingrid for a service I've paid you for tickets to your event that I was speaking at because in my heart I know I want to support these women like and if you really believe not without getting in money mindset that money is an exchange of energy if we're circulating money amongst our like really powerful energetic friend groups supporting each other like Oh, shit. Like, imagine what that looks like for all of us to, like, give that back. And we're not taking anything away from each Nothing. other. You, I asked you to speak at my event. You literally spoke on the stage and bought a ticket. And then what happened? What am I doing for your event? I'm buying the name yeah. tags. To, but it helped your, it helped open you up to a new crowd in my audience. Yeah. And now I'm putting my, my logo on your name tags to, yeah. to chat with your audience about my services. Yeah. And, and it would like, be really easy to just say, well, I'll just trade you. But, like, that has such a different connotation than, like, actually, like, pulling out your card and saying, I support this woman so much that I'm buying in. I'm buying in. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm buying into what she's doing. And this is not taking from either one of us. It right. is literally putting both of us on a – it helps us – literally, we're yeah. building up each other's events by yeah. doing this. And that's exactly what you just explained. It's, like, lighting each other up through the support that we can offer. Absolutely. Oh my god, I'm gonna end on that note. This is so freaking good. <laughs> Turn your this light is up. So good. And 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 I just wanna thank you because you even thank made you. me because I've talked on podcasts before about unsupportive friends. We actually talk about this all the time. And I've gone as far to say it's like the expectation to expect someone to support you is obscene. Especially when you're on a different level. Mm-hmm. You know, but now if because I've had friends that I have grossed way past, not financially, right. but just like we were started in one place and yeah. we're in two completely different places now. Which is also now. a natural progression of friendships. Exactly. And for me to have the expectation for them to support me, I always say, like, give those people some grace. Like, yeah. they're not even where you're at mentally. Yeah. But then when you get in this space of where, like, now you start creating like-minded friends, if you want to stay in that circle or elevate your circle, you should be supporting one another. And you were one of the first people that supported me. I was like, hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey, why did you buy it? I literally texted you. I was like, why the, why the hell did you buy a ticket <laughs> when I asked you? I, you're going to be speaking. And I was like, you want your money? I'll give you your money back. And you were like, no, no, no. Keep the yeah. money. I'm supporting I'm you. I'm coming to your event. I'm coming to your event. And then you went and like tagged me online, posted it everywhere. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And I was like, man, I set this expect. No, ex- again, no expectations. Yeah. I set this expectation in my mind of like, no one needs to support me. I'll grind my way to, to yeah. earn this support. I'll hustle my way to the I'll top. I'll hustle my way to the top. <laughs> that is my methodology all the time. I, I try to tell my clients that, but I'm like, in my mind, really, I'm like, just like do it 30,000 times. Made, man, coming in the... <laughs> Knocking down walls and shit. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. <laughs> but you taught me otherwise. So like, you can just build really good relationships with people. And it, and people that truly believe in you and love you will do their own magic and love your magic at the same time. And that's totally yes. okay. And I mean, here's the thing. If you were in a relationship, if you are married and your husband or your wife is, if you're moving at two different paces and one of you is growing while the other one is not and you're waiting for the next one to grow, if you just said, fuck that friend, they'll never, fuck him, he'll never like get to where I'm going, I'm leaving him, You everybody would be divorced. Exactly. So we, you, in order for the relationship, a romantic relationship to grow together, you have to nurture it. You have to water it. Like it, that's just the way it is. And we don't do that to our female friendships. We don't do that with our platonic friendships. We just think, well, if she just can't c- catch up to me, I don't have time for her. Mm. You know, what's what's that saying that people always say? I'm not here for, if this doesn't serve me, I'm not here for it. And, like, I think we miss out a lot of times on things because we're living in that new vibe that, like, if you can't do for me, I don't have space for you right now. Like, let's water these relationships. Let's nurture these relationships. Let's get real about why we're not. Mm. Ladies, 
you might have to rethink your whole life after this episode. I know I am. Um, I appreciate you because I think as we get older, it gets harder. I think that for men, it's, really gets it's harder. easy. Well, I wouldn't call it easy, but I think it's different. Yeah. Different level for them. And for us, it gets more and more difficult. And mm-hmm. we, our friends get more and more seldom as we become mothers, yeah. as we become rock stars, as we become family, you know, wives and mothers and all of these things. And so... I just, I can't thank you enough for thank all your you for vulnerability. This is a different level of vulnerability. <laughs> and that's what the Stranded Podcast is all about. So tell everyone where they can stalk you and where you're going to be on March 21st, March 22nd, mm. and why they need to be a part of this amp- Amplify the event. So my Instagram is um, I at I am Vanessa Charles, mm-hmm. just spelled Vanessa Charles. Um, my Facebook is the same thing, Vanessa Charles. Um, our Amplify website is AmplifyTheEvent.com. When you go to the website, AmplifyTheEvent.com, use code STRANDED for 20% off your tickets to Amplify. Y'all, she just gave you 20% off. One day and two day. One day and two day tickets, which are completely different. Mm-hmm. You can do day one, which is all the motivation, all the support you need. And day two is the coaches. And I'll be one of those, yeah. one of the 10 coaches where if you really want to get your business off the ground, you're getting this one-on-one attention that you could not pay for anywhere else. Literally, Literally could not pay for it anywhere else. <laughs> Vanessa's Vanessa's taking this L for you. You're welcome. Yeah, I've invested in the event and the space because I really believe in this. I really believe in bringing women together and like helping us grow our businesses and it doesn't have to be lonely anymore. Boom. All right, I will see you guys at Amplify and thank you again Vanessa. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.